Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. What another spectacular Saturday. We're bringing the good luck. Oh yeah, beautiful. Although what we've had the last three days was scorching and today is actually, I mean, I got a sweater and jeans on. I mean... You got a park on, Greg. Now Greg's Greg's the only one with shorts today. Greg's a brave man. Yeah, actually, it's beautiful though, just beautiful. Yeah, if Frank was here, he'd probably have his capris. Yeah, where do we find you today, Frank? Uh, we find me on the road. Unfortunately, I'm not in the studio, but uh, you know, I'm, unfortunately, Paul, what? Would you have to buy a coffee, Paul? No, I bought myself a sandwich and th- uh, two coffees, and of course, I had myself a green tea today. Wow, big spender. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the beauty is here, Frank, is, is I have this monitor right where your face would be, and it's so nice not having to look at you today. It's going to be a beauty of a day. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think Frank might be still hung over. <laughs> uh, so did, hey, did, any numbers come out, Paul? Any they numbers did, come out? I haven't seen any numbers come out. No, they did not. Uh, I looked this morning, and they're not out. I looked last night. They were not out. But uh, I am expecting the numbers to be fairly impressive this month. I mean, keep in mind, this is when we started going a little bit downhill last year. So I think the numbers are going to be very attractive. Uh, we had a boomer of a month. Last year, at this time, this month, we only did 34 deals, which is really, really low for us. Last year. Right? Last yeah. year, yeah. This year, we're about 85. So we had a really, really good month with 85 sales this month. So that's great. Congratulations to the all the hard work. So do you agents. think sales will be up and prices will be up? Yes. Average sale price will definitely be up and the uh, sales will be up. However, you're saying that, I mean, I have the numbers here and I was going through them this morning. Our listings are starting to increase, which is great. We're at almost 3,300 listings on the market. Um, let me just put my glasses on and try, you know, adjust my <laughs> headphones or my mic. But we have just under 33 homes on the market. With rentals, we're just under 4,000. But when I looked at the last seven days, there was 860 listings that hit the market, and there was 521 sales. But the real estate board has this graph that they put out. They've been doing that since the pandemic started, where they track new listings by week, sold prices by week, and average sale price by week. And the new listings by week had a slight drop. The sold properties by week had a sharp drop. And the average sale price was flat, which was kind of shocking because it's been a a very, in my opinion, it's been a very, very robust, uh, it was a very robust May. I didn't think that the listings would drop, the sales would drop, and and the average sale price would be flat. I thought, I mean, with 860 listings that hit the market, I thought we'd have a spike in listings. We'd have a spike in sales, and we would have a large spike in the average sale prices. According to the Ottawa Real Estate Board, that is not what happened. But wow. it's, it definitely feels like it. it. It definitely, definitely feels like it. I mean, Greg, you know you're on the road shooting properties all the time. Like, the listings are, are skyrocketing right now. Like, you're listing, we're listing tons of homes, eh? Yeah, it, it was interesting. The first three weeks of May definitely were, were that, that's the busiest, you know, I, I've seen it in quite a long time. And uh, this last week was a little quieter, so it sort of reflects in the numbers that yeah. you're talking about. But yeah, there's some, and there's some great properties coming on the market too. Good. And now the elephant in the room, Wednesday. Well, the elephant's not in the room. The elephant's not in the, <laughs> the elephant's somewhere else. Where is he? <laughs> Between inflation and uh, the ec- economic growth from the first quarter, Frank, there's talk, there's the possibility that they may increase again. They can't. They can, actually, and uh, it's up to 40%. Some experts think there's a 40% chance it's going to happen June 
um, seventh. And if not, uh, then it increases all the way up to about 67% for July and then 100% for September, the way they're talking right now. Wow. So one of the next three announcements will be an increase of a quarter point. Uh, it's trending in that direction. That being said, I mean, just three weeks ago, it was not trending in that direction at all. So so this is how quickly things can change when the numbers come out the way they have. And But the job um, report doesn't uh, come out until the 9th, right? So is there a chance they'll right. wait until the job report comes out? That's why I think the odds are heavier that'll happen in July than it will in June, because he'll wait for that job report. Now, that being said, he may have some advanced stats by a couple of days anyway. But uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're not out of this yet. We thought we were out of it. It doesn't appear like we're out of it. Um, but I think people are hurting. And I think I think if, if he increased it one more time, He's going to look back in history and say that was a mistake. But hundred percent um, agree, Frank. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing so many people that are trying to get into the market and they just can't get in the market. If they raise the interest rates, I I mean I'm I'm usually very optimistic about what's going on. If they raise the interest rates, the optimism that we have right now in this Ottawa real estate market, I think will disappear. I really do. It's it's going to be it's going to be tough because we are a, a large portion of our sales come from first-time home buyers. Mm. And we've seen the first-time home buyers drop like flies. They're all going to the rental market now because they just can't afford it. They raise once more. The the few first-time home buyers that can get into the market are now no longer into the but market. But that would also affect current home values. Yeah, it will. It, would, it, it will, will bring down values now. It, it could bring down values now. Yeah, it really could because we're finding that there's there's a lot of people that were sitting on the fence. The last, was it two times or one time that they've kept everything flat? The optimism came People jumped off the fence and we're starting to buy properties again. Listings are coming up. People are still buying properties. They raise that again, even by a quarter point. And I think people are jumping right back off onto the fence. Again. Yeah, I don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling if they raise it and we're in the middle of summer. Uh, it's going to be a blip, though, guys. Guys, it's a blip, okay? This isn't going to be long-lasting. I think, again, I mean, he's just reacting to the way the statistics are saying. And, you know, we talked about lagging effects on some things. I think there's lagging effects on a lot of the numbers that are coming out and those numbers will turn the other way and we will start to see the Bank of Canada have to go the other way around. Now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen at first, you know, at the beginning of the year. They thought it might happen towards the end of this year. Now it appears it might not happen until the beginning of next year. But this isn't, if your mortgage is up for renewal right now, yeah, the timing isn't very good. But, you know, for anybody buying a house, Paul, I mean, you, you know, we've seen prices go up steadily since February. But, you know, between May and January, we saw a steady decrease. So, you know, for a lot of people, if they were looking to buy a house last May and the interest rates were better, if you look at the comparison of what a mortgage payment is, it's virtually the same. So that's not what's scaring people away. What's scaring people away is still the cost of everything else that's around them. That's what's really hurting a lot of people today. Agreed. Totally agreed. It's, it's, it is uh, the cost of everything. I mean, I, I, I've never talked to so many people who are now living paycheck to paycheck and just scraping by paycheck to paycheck who were comfortable a year, two, three years ago, uh, were very comfortable. And now it's like, you know, they raise again. I mean, I'm, I have, I put one guy who's a friend of mine into a variable probably a year and a half ago, which Frank, which, well, no, a year and a half ago, but Frank would have said, absolutely variable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah, yeah. and why not? Right. Because they, we, they were, there was talk of variable was going to come down even more. And it was at the time, I think he got like a low two, maybe even a high one mortgage. And, um, and he was comfortable, but he keep in mind, he was one of my renters. So he's, he, you know, he, he'd saved up that money 
He went into that house. He goes, I'm fairly comfortable with this payment. Well, I talked to him the other day and his payment's gone up about $400 a month. And he's like, I can't afford $400 a month. And now it's going to potentially go up again. Like it's, there's a lot of people that are scraping by and it's going to be, I think it's going to be, it's not going to be good. Put it that way. If they do raise rates, in my opinion. Has this been factored into fixed rates already, Frank? Have they raised fixed rates thinking of this? Yeah, when I uh, when we did the show last week, I talked about the fact that fixed the bond market had gone up tremendously uh, for the previous three weeks. This week, uh, again, uh, like most weeks, a little bit of a roller coaster. We saw some days where the bond market went up, and other days where it came down. Luckily, this week we saw bond markets come down about ten basis points, so we're heading in the right direction on that front. Um, you know, that being said, I mean, there's still some. Some, you know, there's still a roller coaster ride ahead of us uh, for the next month or two until the stats start to become more clear that the economy is struggling and it's not as uh, hot as they're they're making it out to be. But how is it possible that household spending is up? Households, well, uh-huh. I think household spending's up for one reason. Everything people were cooped Everything down during COVID, and yeah. it's like now, like for example, even even myself, like I'm eating out more now than I really ever have. And it's mainly because we're locked down for so long and I'm a foodie. I love going out to eat. I'm spending way more money on, on food right now, but it's it's because I was locked up for so long with COVID. And I think a lot of people have the have the same... Uh, oh, so this, it's people like you that are screwing up the average. Pretty though. much, pretty much. But you know what? I'm, you know what I, the one thing I'm thinking about right now is we're talking about potential of rates going up. And I'm thinking to myself, if rates do go up, Frank, I can't buy you breakfast every weekend, okay? Like I, I'm tapped, buddy. I'm tapped. Okay. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> Sorry, Frank was having a sip of his beer. <laughs> hey, here's something else we can talk about. And when we come back, and this is a bit of a surprise to me, the Canadian banks reported that one in four mortgages now are amortized for more than 35 years. I can believe it. Wow. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushforth and Frank Napolitano. You know, it's funny, but I, I, where I sit in this studio, it's so entertaining because I get to look outside the, the, um, the, the window and I'm watching people do some of the weirdest, weirdest things. Yeah, there's, it, it, this is a great place to sit if you want to learn how to park yeah, or yeah, learn how not to park. Yeah. And all I get to see is your face. So you know what? You know what? Some at least one of us looks forward to Saturday. You know what? Some would say you're lucky. Some would say <laughs> some would say sorry. <laughs> hey Frank, does this surprise you? One in four mortgages or thirty five years or longer amortized right now? Frank, it doesn't because there was such a push. Uh, you hear? Can, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we got hear you. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, there was such a push and variable for the longest time because our governor of Bank of Canada informed us that. We had nothing to worry about. Interest rates were going to remain low for a long, long time. And, you know, when he talked about that, he said the best case scenario or worst case scenario would be that, you know, rates would start to go up in 2023. So a lot of people gravitated to the variable because you listen to the governor of Bank of Canada, who uh, basically he's the one who makes decisions as to whether prime changes. So, But there's no way they can force these people to go back to 30 or 25, is there? Well, we don't know. I mean, at this point, uh, there's three major banks that have what's called static payments. And basically, the fact that they have static payments means that those customers were able to 
continue with the payments based on where their rates were a year ago when they took out the variable rate mortgage. But the amortization's gone up because obviously the interest rate has gone up. So uh, can they do something? I'm thinking that by the time we get closer, and again, really we're, when this is going to get dangerous is in 2025, 2026, 2027, when these mortgages come up for renewal and the original amortization kicks in because that's where people are going to see their payments that have been static for the last year and, and up to five years in, in, in those cases. They're going to start to see that they're going to get a uh, renewal agreement with payments that might be as much as double what they are today. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying, Frank. Up. If they, if that happens, this is going to the, the market is going to go crazy. People are going to have to be selling or foreclosed on. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that's why I think that that the talks have already started. Our associations already started these talks with OSPI to say we need to protect Canadians here. We need to get some policies in place, and we know they take a long time to to put in place. So let's start now so that we're ready. Once it happens, we're ready to make those policy changes and allow these customers to be able to stay in their homes by having these extended amortizations because of circumstances that were, uh, uh, that caught everybody off guard. But where do you put the ceiling then? 35, 40? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think personally, my feeling is that we, we should be able to go as high as 40 based on the circumstances. Now, that being said, I mean, you know, there's a, you know, there's something that will tell us that if a recession happens over the next, you know, six months to 12 months, we'll start to see prime rate come down. Uh, you know, those people, at least then when they renew, they'll be back to normal rates and their payment increase won't be as much. But again, it's hard to tell at, at this early stage. There's still, you know, too much time to go. We could be in for an influx of homes on the market, right? I mean, it's... Uh, and then goodbye value, right? Well, goodbye value, man. You're you're now in a, a series buyer's market where everyone hits the market, right? So it's... You, we might see a, an influx of homes on the market. I would hate to see, you know, power of sales. I would like to see people sell their house if they had to before it actually went to that power of sale. But yeah, we could... We could be if, I mean, if rates keep raising like this and, and, and people are up for renewal and, you know, their amortizations, like you said, is already well, a quarter of the people are well into their 30s and 40s, like it's even higher. It could be, it could be really tough for Canadians. It really could be. And I just hope that doesn't happen. Like Frank said, I hope they put something in place to protect, to protect Canadians. Are we in a position, do you think, where people's mortgages that are coming up in the next two years or so should be proactive and be thinking of either downsizing or selling now? Uh, you ask me or Frank, I'll, I'll answer that. But yeah, I, I would think, I would think, yeah, I would think that, um, you know, if you, if you suspect or you anticipate that you could be in a little bit of trouble, uh, I would do it now. Absolutely. Well, the market's still somewhat, yeah. somewhat hot, you know, like it's somewhat hot when I say that, but yeah. Uh, and I think you have to look at, I think you need to, to explore options. I think you need to talk to your banker, your mortgage broker and find out what your options are. But yeah, I, I, excuse the expression, but just don't get caught with your pants down, right? Like you, you have to, you have to be very proactive when it comes to this because it's, it's a time that we've never seen before, right? Like no one saw what rates were going to do. No one saw what prices were going to do. The last three years of the, you talk about a roller coaster. It's been insane. It's been absolutely insane. I mean, and it's, it's been, you know, I was talking, I did an interview yesterday actually, and we we're talking about the rental market. And, and one of the questions they asked me was there's tons of rentals on the market. Why it, it's, it, and this is a perfect storm because if there's tons of rentals on the market, why are rental prices still going up? And the truth is, is because people can't buy right now, right? First time home buyers can't buy. So even though there's a glut of rentals on the market, they're being absorbed and therefore prices are starting to go up. I rented my property, uh, 
about eight months ago to a gentleman for tw- it was a townhouse in Orleans for twenty three fifty, which was a was probably the going rate at that time. He heard me one day on the radio saying, "Now's the time to buy." So he actually came to me and he was, "I know I'm your tenant. I signed a year lease, but I want to buy. I'm obviously going to use your services." Will you let me out of your lease if I buy with you guys? And I said, yes, I will. I just rented that thing for 2500 with my eyes closed. Like it, 25, it was 23, now it's 25. And I think I gave him this person a deal. I think I probably could have got 26, potentially 2650 for the same home that I rented for 2350 eight months ago. And there's still a glut of rentals on the market. Why are they being absorbed so much? And it's because the rates are so high, prices have come down, but they are still high in comparison to what they probably should be. And people are being forced to the rental market, so they're being absorbed. And it's um, it's just it's like a perfect storm, right? And, and, and the reason I say get in now, if they raise rates, in the, on, you know, on is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. If they raise rates on on Wednesday, I probably will take back what I'm saying right now. But um, I, I still think you need to get into the market now because if they don't raise rates, we're starting to see the market take off. We're seeing bidding wars. We're seeing you know properties that hit the market that are selling on day one. Like we're, we're still seeing that, that, that ramped up pent up demand. And if they don't raise rates, we are going to take off. And that's why I keep saying stomach the interest rates. If you can, for the next eight, 10, 12, however long it takes to get back down into the threes, the twos or the threes, probably more the threes, but get in now because I do believe that the prices will start to skyrocket if they don't raise rates again. But if they if they don't, I do think the prices are going to skyrocket again. So you want to get in now while prices are still reasonable because they may not be reasonable in the next six, eight, ten months. Frank, if they raise rates in the next three months, either once or twice, do you think it'll be twenty five basis points only? There's no way he could raise no, there's a small chance, but I think the damage, even a quarter percent, I think is damaging to begin with. Yeah. But if he does a half a percentage point, and honestly, I really believe it's one one quarter percent increase. There isn't multiple. It's just does he do it now in June or will he wait till July? And if he waits until September, well, then we've got another two months, three months of data to, that comes in that hopefully changes his mind and and eliminates the the chance of increase altogether. But Frank, what do we need to again, see happen I mean, for him not to raise rates? Story. Frank, what do we need well, to, again, besides uh, inflation coming down, but jobs, yeah. jobs, yeah. Jobs, jobs to come down. But then again, I mean, I, I, I struggle with the numbers from a standpoint of if we've got a million extra people in our country since COVID, I'm thinking six or 700 of those thousand must be working. So the job numbers, don't they naturally go up? Like, shouldn't they naturally go up when that happens? That's the part that I'm confused with still when I see the numbers come yeah, out. Yeah, but you get more people here, unemployment should go up too, right? There's fewer jobs. Well, for the people that want to work. And again, that's the question, right? That's always the one that, uh, you know, you know, they always say that there's people that don't want to work anymore. Well, how do they come up with every, I don't think they talked to everybody. They just did up a census of so many people. And then from there, they just rounded off based on their opinion, but their opinion could be off a little bit. Let's let's be let's for be... me. I'm I struggle. I struggle with the numbers that come out because they. My eyes tell me a different story than what the numbers say. That's all. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, since COVID, no one wants to work anymore. <laughs> really, when you think about it, I do. Oh, you work an hour a week. I agree. In a row. In a row. <laughs> what did, hold on. What did you say this morning before we go to break? What did you say this morning? We've spent how many time? How many hours together? 
Uh, it's the equivalent of 33 24-hour days. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Uh, it's a Capri Day, isn't it, Paul? It probably is a Capri Day for some people. It's, uh, But I'll tell you, it is very nice in the studio not having Frank here, you know? it's. Oh, it's you don't mean that. As much as we miss Frank, but you know, it's just nice, you know, just, just the three of us and without Frank. Here's a question for both of you. Uh, do you want me to say where I am, Paul? Do you want me to say where I am, Paul? Where are, where where are, are you, Frank? I'm going to the hockey game tonight. Oh, you lucky dog. You're in Vegas? No, the OHA games. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the OHL game. Okay, yeah. Good for <laughs> you. Good for you, no, man. Vegas. What were what were tickets yeah, like? Going to the hockey game. What were tickets like? Uh, a little over 700. A little over 700, and we're kind of middle of the ice. So not that bad, actually. Uh, 100 level? 200 level? Uh, like, well, here it's the 200 level, but it's almost like a 300 level first row, second row kind of thing. How hard was it to get tickets? Blue you, line. Did you get them off scalpers or did you get them? Wow. No, these ticket agencies have them here and there's, uh, again, it was, was kind of nice. We've seen some hockey executives walking around too, which is kind of cool. So, Oh, cool. Did but, you meet uh, up? Did... Uh, apparently they're throwing a big party outside. So, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be quite the ruckus here for sure. So did you meet up with uh, my boy Banksy? You guys can always talk later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> was, so, so was that a no? For Steve interrupted me. Was that a no or what? No, 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 not yet. Okay. No. All right. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus. So now, anything so, you want to tell us that's supposed to stay in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know what I'm thinking right well, I'll now? Tell you, the real estate market here, guys, the real estate market here, Paul, is absolutely on fire. I mean, it is, they're building out so much here in Vegas. I mean, Why is that? It's 2 million people. Think about it. Think about it. I mean, here's a city that was, you know, they built these casinos on desert land and everybody thought they were crazy. And just like that, they're up to 2 million people. Lots of jobs here, right? And that's the key. I mean, people want to work and, and there's jobs here. The casinos, just Las Vegas is just a booming city. Never I, mind just the Strip. Just outside of the Strip, it's incredible. It's it's funny. The Strip is like, if you live in Vegas, the Strip is like taboo. It's like no one wants to go to the Strip. Yeah. It's it's funny. I, I have uh, buddies in my coaching program that, that work, are realtors in Vegas. And uh, I, I say to him, I'm like, oh, did you go to the Strip a lot? He's like, I haven't been to the Strip in four years. I'm like, wow. He goes, the only time I ever go to the Strip is when I have guests come down. I'll, I'll go to the Strip with them. But other than that, it's, I'm, it's, there's, but you're right, Frank. Like, I've been to Vegas many times and there's building going on galore there because there's people flooding to Vegas because people think Vegas is just a casino town and it's not. There's so much to do there besides just a casino. And I'm very, very jealous you're going to the game tonight, by the way. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, if you want to gamble now, go variable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You don't have to go to Vegas. Just get a mortgage. So, Frank, your audio, your audio sometimes is a little bit choppy on your end, and now I realize what it is. It's actually not choppy. It's just the clanking of the beer bottles in your room, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I do beer. You know that. That's right. He does. Well, he drinks Shirley Temples. Yeah, I know that. In his capris. Yeah. yeah. Okay, question. What do you think the average age of the first-time homebuyer is now? The average age of a first-time homebuyer is 28. Frank? Now, higher than that, in the 30s for sure now. 36. Wow. Yep. 
That is a yep. lot older than I thought. I, I would I would like to know what that number was six years ago, five years ago, four years ago. Well, that it was a lot lower, especially uh, when uh, rates were down. A, a lot lower. And I, I think that number is going to continue to rise, um, you know, as it's really hard to get into the market right now. And if if what I predict is going to happen, if it, did you find my audio keeps going off? Or no, 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 okay. It, if what I predict is going to happen, I think it's going to be even tougher to get into the market, even when rates are starting to come down, because I do think we are going to skyrocket again with the average sale price. Not what we saw in 2022, but I do think we're going to increase again um, over the next probably six, eight, 10, 12 months. What they're saying now is that the first time home buyer at 36 will probably not have their mortgage paid at retirement. Which nowadays, most people, when they go to retire, are very close to having their mortgage paid off, if not paid off, right? Like most people, when we're selling their house after retirement, they pretty much own their house outright. Uh, that's probably not going to be the case over the next 20, 30, 40 years for sure. Agree, Frank? I, I do agree that, that it's going to be a little bit harder. Again, I mean, you know, you talk about the age of that first time home buyer, and I agree with Paul, it, it'll probably start to inch a little higher, but. You know, uh, met with uh, CMHC this week, um, and they indicated that, you know, we're up well over 30% and, and trending towards 50% of first-time home buyers who are receiving gifts from family members to be able to buy that first home. 50%? Up, we're trending towards 50%. They think in a few years we'll be up to 50%. I can see that. I mean, it's uh, how do you get into the market with the rates the way they are and the prices the way they are? It's, I mean, you can't. You can't get, like, I remember back in the day when, like, a $600,000 house was like a palace in, in suburbia. Yeah. I mean, now you're not even a townhouse for that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's very, very hard to either get in this market, stay in this market, or afford this market. It's, 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 it is really tough. And I know it might sound like we're being very pessimistic today because it's just the reality. The one thing about our show is we tell the facts. And yeah. we're, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your butt. I'm going to tell you that it's, it's, it's tough. It, it, people are struggling in today's market, in home ownership, in affordability, uh, in just being able to afford just life. It's, it's a struggle, and it's, and it's real. It's What's real. more difficult, Frank, <laughs> down payment or qualifying? That's why the parents are having to kick in because saving is so much more difficult today because everything costs so much where there was a time when young Canadians can, can take a part of their paycheck and say, we're going to put this aside for when we buy a house in three, four, five years. That amount has dwindled tremendously in the last year with inflation numbers where they are. Well, plus rent so is so high. That's why the parents now and rents is well again if you're lucky that you've been in a rental unit they can only increase your rent so much so depending on the unit less people leave yeah agreed i mean you know most of them were built you know i would say it's still a high percentage that are still within rent control there's some that aren't for sure but most of them are in rent control today so yeah it's and when you think when you you think about rent you're going to have more people living with mom and dad into their 30s they really will because how do you save when you're paying? I mean, a townhouse now in suburbia is 25 plus, right? Yeah. 2,500 a month plus, plus utilities. You know, now you got groceries and all everything that comes with that. How much money do you have to make to put aside money for a down payment? Like you got to be making big bank unless you're living with mom and dad and mom and dad are taking care of all your bills for you. And that's, that's what unfortunately I think is going to happen. I mean... God, I'm just thinking about it. my kids will never move out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, but you're going to have a lot of people living with mom and dad for a long time now, and um, you know we're all we're already seeing families move in with families and friends move in with friends. Even though I don't 
No, don't think you should. Be careful. Be Be careful. careful. I don't think you should do that. But there's a lot of people now, and Frank mentioned it last week and the week before, about people who are buying houses with their friends. And as, as, now, once again, you do that and make sure you have everything in place for what if something happens, right? Uh, because, you know, you get married and you, um, you buy a house together, you never expect a divorce. You buy a house with your friends, you never expect something's going to happen. One person loses a job. One person gets into a relationship. One, something happens in the family. And now what do you do? So you need to have everything in place if you do buy homes with friends, but it's happening more and more for affordability reasons. Frank, what's the difference in the, in the actual number for a down payment now compared to five years ago? If I wanted to buy a townhouse five years ago, how much did I need? And how, how much do I need today? Maybe three hundred thousand five years ago for a townhouse. Yep. Probably in the three three fifty range. Yep. So again, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're talking between fifteen and twenty thousand to today when you're in the fives, the sixes, and keep in mind it's five percent of the first five, and then ten percent of between five hundred thousand and nine ninety nine. So, uh, you know, you're looking in some cases up to forty thousand. So as much as double the down payment, uh, and even worse, I mean, look at what the payments are now five years later because now you're buying the rates are elevated. And the house values have elevated tremendously, almost to the point of double between five years ago and today when it comes to a townhouse. You know what, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot nowadays too, is people saying, I'm going to wait, I'm going to rent for a while, and then I'm going to get into the market. And my worry is once you get into that rental game, you're never getting out of it. You're just not. I mean, with, with, with the way jobs are right now, the, 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 what people are being paid, where the market's going, where the interest rates are going. Once you get into that rental trap, it's hard to get out of there to save money for a down payment. It's really hard. It's going to be interesting. I'm, and I don't see I'm a little worried about the next three down. years, to be I, honest. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm Usually I'm very optimistic yeah. on the market. I'm optimistic where things are going. It's going to be a very, very hard struggle for a lot of people for the next two, three years. It really will. And, and like Frank said, I hope they put things in but place to help. But you're talking about overall, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're talking about overall, right? People struggling. I mean, it's just not the real estate market. I mean, I just see people struggling because corporate greed doesn't go away. It doesn't get pulled back in any way. And I don't see prices of groceries and everything else coming down anytime soon. So uh, people are going to continue to struggle. And if wages go up, well, then that, that spurs on inflation again. So- I don't know what the answer is. I think we put ourselves in in a corner that's going to be difficult to come out of. You know what's you know what's really hard is 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 trying to save to spend about seven hundred American on a hockey game, right? Like that's <laughs> that, that's that's always a struggle, you know. <laughs> yeah, because what's that before tax? <laughs> I've yes. been fortunate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sixty years old. I did a pretty good job saving some money. So you know. You know what you learn, though? Like, when you hit the sixties, like I have, it's like you you need to enjoy it. I mean, I lost my dad about a month ago. And, uh, you know, the one thing he said to me is enjoy your life because the, the time goes by so fast and he's right. I mean, it's the years go by faster as you get older. Steve would know that. I mean, look how old he is. Now, so. <laughs> Why the hell am I not enjoying <laughs> life? <laughs> well, you are, you get to be with Frank and I every Saturday and Greg. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank, you're not, you know, what's going to be too cold in that arena for your capris, right? Maybe wear full length pants tonight. Five two one doc, five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Now that we're in June, 
The weather is good, which means this should be our peak, correct? Should be. <sighs> you never know, Steve. Do you think I mean, it'll get any better than June? Well, here's the thing. Uh, we've had Jan, Feb, March, and April, even though we've been trending upwards every single month, I still don't think the market's taken off like it, it should be in the spring market. I think we're having a delayed spring. Um, I think when the numbers come out for May, I think they're going to be very good. Uh, just from what we did, I'm assuming the market was very similar to what we did. Uh, and I think June is going to be probably even better than May. Typically, we start seeing the market sort of not drop, but sort of like plateau as of July. And then it drops a little bit as we get into the fall market. I think that might be delayed. I think we might have a very good June, July, and August, depending on weather, of course. I think we could have a good June, July, and August. The one thing about Ottawa, and even for Canadians in general, where in the States, you can almost predict where it's going to where it's gonna go because most of the States, we're talking Southern States, their weather is perfect year-round. With Ottawa, and I find this with my real estate team too, we have such bad weather that we really only have June, July, and August to actually enjoy our summers and, and get outdoors. And so a lot of times it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the summer because people are either... Are they buying homes or are they really just vacationing and going to the cottage and going on trips and, you know, spending time with the family? Are they really focusing on real estate? So it's really hard to predict what's going to happen in the summer, but I do believe this year it will be a strong summer, which in years past, sometimes it's not a strong seller, uh, summer. I think this year will be a strong summer because I think our, our spring market is delayed. And I think this May was similar to what a typical February was. This June will probably be similar to what a, a, a typical March would be like. So I do think we're delayed and I think we're going to have a strong, strong summer, to, to be honest with you. It all depends on uncertainty though. Right now with talk of possibly <laughs> yep. rates either in June or July or when's the one after July, Frank? Is it August or September? September. 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 So at least we have a little break in August. I thought you were asking what comes after June and July. That, that month, so according to my, according to my education through my my schooling, it, it comes August comes after July. But that was the toughest question at all school. <laughs> no, no, no. Asking you what your name was really tough too. <laughs> so the uncertainty is is that going to factor into this, Frank? Always uncertainty always makes people nervous and. And, you know, the fact that Bank of Canada really, I mean, Tim's in a tough spot. He really is. Uh, I don't think he purposely wants to increase prime rate, but he also wants to make sure that inflation doesn't get out of control as well. So, and housing doesn't get out of control the way it did during COVID. So, uh, he, he's in a tough spot. Now, shelter costs are going to drive inflation numbers up for the next eight months because he, he was so aggressive at raising rates. So, but everything else should be coming down. But I think corporate greed is preventing these these prices from coming down. I mean, you know, a, a year ago, oil was at $120 a barrel. Today, it's at $70 a barrel. Yet, you, you don't see that big discrepancy in the price at the pumps. So, uh, again, where's that extra money going to? And that's, and that's what's causing the inflation. Because gas, if gas prices came down the way they should then you'll see at least that in, that number come down and it'll start to drive the overall inflation down as well. Frank, quick question from a caller. Current line of credit, 300K at 7.5%. They offered him a lock-in for three years at 5.75. Yes, sir. Uh, no. Again, I mean, uh, yeah, well, you know, I wish I had a straightforward answer. I'd need to know more about the person's financial, you know, what they're, you know, what they're going up against personally 
you know, I would say that if you lock in for three years, you're committed to that three years at that rate. And if you believe that a recession is coming our way, that interest rates should come down. You, you know, you've already bitten the bullet already kind of for the last year with prime rate being as high as it is. You may have to just buy this for another six months and then start to see some reprieve. And if anything, I would say the reprieve would be on the fixed rates and then you can convert it maybe six months from now when you can get into the maybe mid to low fours as opposed to the mid fives the way after offering right now. What do we think of recession? Are we still looking at recession, you think, guys? I think we're almost in a the recession, fall. right? Yeah, but I think we're we're headed for a recession for sure, if not starting into a recession. But now. we thought it would have happened by now. Yeah, yeah, it's and and we we pro- we did we did, but I mean, all all signs are pointing towards we're we're in a start of a recession right now. And, and listen, a recession isn't always a bad thing. There are good things that do come out of a recession. Uh, usually, a real estate market doesn't feel the recession. Everything else feels a recession, but a real estate market does not. So, I mean, you look at all the recessions that we've had, and, and, and our market's been very healthy through all of them. Agree, Frank? I agree. I mean, but a recession hurts a lot of people. Absolutely. There's a lot of jobs that are lost during the recession. Uh, so, you know, I think it does more damage than good. Are there some areas that do well during a recession? Yes, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it hurts so many of the hardworking people that, are doing everything right the way they're supposed to, and things that are out of their control have put them in a bad place. That's all. Do you think a recession would hurt the value of real estate, or no. just bring the interest rates down? It'll it'll bring the rates down. It'll you know we've looked at um, I think it's the the states have gone through something like nine or ten recessions over the last X amount of year, and their real estate market has been affected only three times. Every recession that the states has go- have gone through, our real estate market has actually thrived. And yeah, and we didn't feel two thousand and eight at we all. We didn't feel two thousand and eight. I mean, our numbers were up in two thousand eight. I mean, the, the Americans were. I mean, there are some markets. I mean, you look at Detroit. In Detroit, they were bulldozing new subdivisions, yeah. brand new subdivisions, because people were just walking away from their homes. So they had to bulldoze them because the bank had to take care of them. So, yeah, I mean, it's it is like Frank says, it's going to hurt a lot of people job wise. Uh, but no, in, in the real estate market, I don't think we're going to feel a recession as far as real estate goes. Birthdays, Frank. Uh, just a couple. Christine Earl from our office celebrating her birthday this week. And uh, uh, my brother's uh, better half, Angela, celebrated her birthday this past week. So happy birthday to both of them. Paul's got, Paul's got birthdays. I got some he birthdays. He came prepared. He brought it today. Well, first of all, one of the loyal loyal listeners to the show, Connor, who calls in all the time, and actually I had the, the pleasure of talking to Connor a couple weeks ago to find out he actually has a realtor, Frank, but yet he calls in and gets our advice for oh, everything. Loyal you know? listener, not Lo- Yeah, loyal, loyal listener. But, <laughs> but his daughter, Audrey, turns one today, so happy birthday to Audrey. Uh, that's maybe Con- you get Audrey as a client someday. <laughs> yeah, you know, her, her dad's not loyal to me, but maybe she will be, so that's all right. But I do have some uh, Jane. James, James Daly, one of my amazing agents, uh, celebrated nine years with the company this week. Uh, it's actually Paul Deke, one of my agents' birthdays today. Happy birthday. And then next week, I have two agents, one we know very well, the wonderful Dora, celebrates uh, eight years with the company. And uh, is it eight years? Yes, eight years with the company. Another one of my agents, Ryan, celebrates seven years with the company. So happy anniversary to those guys. And the best for last... My mother turns 90 on Wednesday. Happy birthday to mama. Wow. And Yeah, and Steve's, you should see Steve, Frank. He's all dressed up. He's going golfing. Yes, in honor of my mother's birthday, He's, I'm going golfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a good son. You with are. <laughs> Pardon me? With your mom? You're taking your mom golfing? You're taking your mom golfing? Well, she's walking. I'm driving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Frankie, Frankie, enjoy the game, bud. It's going to be a great one, so enjoy the hockey game. 
Have a great week, gentlemen. Thank you, and please continue to support local businesses and charities.